Isa recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in our new office, guys. So, update. Two of the roomies moved out. We're very sad Be about sad. that. But we created a new office, and we're in here, and it's lit, and the sound in here is dope as fuck. Dope as fuck. There's no dogs whining. I just jinxed it. Probably yeah. didn't hear that. But you won't hear them as loudly, so it works out Yeah, for our benefit. Checks out. Um, but yeah, so uh, a little change of plans for this week. Um, we are going to be speaking about relationships, which, heads up, obviously... Neither of us are in one. Listen to our really good advice on relationships, even though neither of us <laughs> are in a relationship. We can't hold a long-term relationship worth shit, but that's not our fault. It <laughs> Just is. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a two-way street. Um, but we're going to talk about that and then flaws. Last week we covered confidence, so we thought it would be a good good one to cover flaws. And also, you know, relationships tend to bring out whatever flaws you may have if you actually pay attention. So we'll talk about that. Yeet or get yeeted. Yeah. So to lead off. We're going to talk about our past relationship experiences. Whoa! Okay. What? Who? And we just want to say, once again... If you think it's about <laughs> you, it is. And we're not here to talk shit. Everyone grows. Everyone changes. And the people who we will probably sp- speak about, hopefully, fingers crossed, have grown and changed and evolved. If they haven't and they get mad about it, that's on them. That's not on us. But no names, so nobody can get butthurt, because unless you're super detective, you probably have no clue the people we're speaking about. Yeah, and honestly, like, I'm I'm going to try to keep my timeline kind of vague as well, so that it's not like, yeah, and then when I was 22 in <laughs> June, I was seeing this man. Like, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. We also aren't very public. We don't usually post. We like to get, um, as we say, played in private. We don't really like to get played in public. Mm-hmm. So you probably have no clue who we're talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, if you think it's about you, feel free to message us. We don't, don't really give a fuck, though. So. You can message us. I'm probably not going to message you back because I'm done with that shit. So Yeah. So, um, let's, you want to kick it off? Like, no, you usual? kick it off. Okay, cool. Yeah, so... Um, for those of you who don't know, dating in this area is a shit show. Dating this age is a shit show. Yes, that's also true because it was no better where I was before. Um, I have had very little luck with it whatsoever. I've learned a ton though. So as painful and horrible as some of the situations I've put myself in have been, I feel like I have grown a lot and learned a lot and I am noticing that I'm not falling into those same habits for as long each time as I exit a relationship yeah um i have not had a long-term relationship ever my longest one was like i mean maybe eight months and i don't even count it because four of those months we were not together in the same area and it was also during college and my college experience was not really college so i don't really count that as a long-term relationship yeah homegirl went to the academy because she's better than all of us that's not true it's because i wanted to i hated myself and i wanted to go to prison (laughs) (laughs) and i did i did my time (laughs) but i don't have to do debt so i can't complain um, but yeah, so I've, I've never had like a longer term relationship. Um, and I always say this and I have no scientific proof to back this, but I think that three to four months in, you start to see people's true colors. Oh yeah. Three months. And yeah. And oh, yeah. after that, like you can pretend for three to four months and then after that, you know, all shit's out there. So I think that's one of the reasons that most of my relationships last around the six month mark. Um, because whether it's they learn things about me or I learn things about them, we just realize it's not a good fit long term. Yeah, and then so you like find it out in three months, and then you're like, no, 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 no that's fine. So yeah. then you try to stick it oh, out. Oh yeah. So then it's like six months in, and you're like, Fuck. and you're fully invested, and you're like, oh, the- and then you get your heart stomped on. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so fun, and we love it. And or stomp on someone's heart, I guess, because you know that both, could both happen. Things. I don't know if that's happened with me. 
Have I stomped on anybody's heart? Mine every day. Stop because you're it. so hot. Oh I just God. can't stop looking at you. And it just ruins my life. Says the girl who just posted the hottest picture Yeah, guys, ever. I posted my butthole on Instagram. Go check it out. The date is Sunday, July 5th, 2020. Butthole pictures have been uploaded. Check them out. Check them out. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I can talk to one of the things that I've noticed when it comes to relationships, um, it just seems like the effort level, the people are very good about saying what they want to do and Mm -hmm. saying how they want to grow, but not good about following through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that keeps me with people for so long is we have a conversation about something and they acknowledge, yes, I need to work on this and grow on it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm going to, but they don't actually follow through. Or just like the dead, like the dead lying though too. Like there's a situation that's happening currently where a man is seeing somebody we know. And he also wanted to see another human that we know at the same time, but told babe number one that he's not seeing anybody else when she directly asked him. Yeah. And also tried to get with babes. Three and and four. four. And five. And five. Me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also tried to trade off babe number three for babe five's person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're right. I mean... The shadiness. Yeah. And we're not saying that just men do this. Women Remember do Remember how too. I said I wasn't going to say timelines, and then I was like, presently right now! <laughs> but yeah, it, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's also just upright lying. Like, I don't understand. I'm the kind of person who's super blunt, and I, I communicate as best as I can. There's certain situations where I do think it's important to, like, sit on something that you're thinking about, really think it through before you share it, because I feel like sometimes with the way that my mind works, I... Am very drastic with my thoughts at times. No, so. I completely agree with that because I was in a situation once where something happened with this human and I wasn't happy about it and I did not want to talk about it yet. But then I was pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to talk about it because this human knew that something was wrong and then I popped the fuck off yep. because I wasn't ready. I hadn't processed everything yet and that was a disaster. So I get super. <sighs> I don't want to use the word extreme, but I will just completely shut down. So if somebody forces me to talk about something that I don't like, it happened like literally like the last night or the night before where somebody pushes me and pushes me and like wants to talk about something and I just say I don't want to and then I will literally be like, good luck, best of luck in your future endeavors and I cut it off like I don't fucking care. And that's what I don't want to do because I need to not do that because it's so easy for me to cut people off. Mm -hmm. But if you push and push and push... That's what I'm going to respond with. Mm-hmm. And half the time, like today, they don't give a fuck enough to reach back out to be mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm so sorry for my behaviors mm-hmm. and you want to talk about it. Yeah. And then I could be like, I'm so sorry that I'm dramatic. And yes, I would love to talk about it. Dramatic and petty. Yeah. And oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. I, only sometimes. Only sometimes. Yeah. Not all the times. There's certain, certain of the times when I think pettiness is warranted. And usually when men play games with you, I do believe pettiness is warranted. Yeah. Because if you're going to play games with me, I'm going to oh, play games with Not really. Sometimes it's 50-50. No, I don't do that. If you play games with me, I'm like, peace and blessings. I'm like, best of luck with your future endeavors. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that that's one of the things that's super frustrating is the, the lying, the games, like we just talked about, um, and the not being up front. Like, just say how you're feeling, mm-hmm. and it's nothing that you can't work through. Mm-hmm. That's all there is. I think it's really hard, too, though, like, when somebody says... They're feeling a certain way, but acts a completely different way. Like, I had a very unconventional friendship with a human for a while. 
Very unconventional. Very weird. But it worked for us for however long. But it just is frustrating when somebody is like, I think we are this. And then you're like, well, I think we are this moving into this. And they're like, no, 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 we're this. And you're like, okay, cool. And then the next day, they're acting like something that they did not say that you were. So that gets frustrating too. Like, I, I don't know. I get really, I don't like when people lie to me and I don't like when people try to, like, have their cake and eat it too, like, buy the damn cake. Well, it's like, respect me. Yeah. Like, respect me enough to call this what it is. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's So I was explained to this by a guy once. I don't know if it's true, but I use it sometimes. So there are zeros, ones, and twos. That goes for females and males. Zeros, straight up, just friends. Always will be friends. There is no sexual whatever. Okay. You're just my bro. Mm-hmm. Ones, friends with benefits type situations where okay. you're attracted to them, but maybe you don't act on it, but there's like a potential for it there. Okay. But it would never, you know that it would never work out long term. Sure. Twos are the people who, yeah, like I could see this going somewhere. Sure. You get in trouble where you treat a one like a two. Or when you treat a one like a zero. Or a zero, yeah. But it's like, you have to treat the number accordingly. So if there is a situation where you're like, hey, yeah, we are really good friends and there's something here, maybe sexually, but we're just going to be friends with benefits, then don't cross the lines over into that two category where it's like, yeah, let's spend the night together and go on dates. I want to take you out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, like treat me like a one and that's Mm -hmm. fine because we can hang out and be friends and sure down the line, maybe we cross over into two territory, but don't treat me like a two if you have no intention of that. And I think so many people feel like they have to do that because otherwise they think, well, they're going to stop sleeping with me if I don't like Mm -hmm. keep them on the hook more. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you're just like fucking the other person over because they might start to think that, oh, he actually thinks of me as a two. Right. And so maybe that's the direction this is going. And then they're like, Nobby, I'm sorry if you thought that I was le- like, I thought that this was anything more than it was when I like, you know, asked you to spend the night with me and cuddle with me and like go to dinner with me and stuff. But like, that's not what it is. Right. Yeah. And now I introduce you to my mom, but like, we're not like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I know you bought a whole family yeah. and like, I know I took you to the wedding yesterday, but uh, no, it's not. I'll give you like forehead kisses and stuff, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. I don't see how friends don't do that. <laughs> Like, do you not do that with all your other like, friends? I give forward kisses to my buddies all the time. <laughs> I thought you fucked all your other friends, too. <laughs> really? Really? Right. Yeah. I just am not somebody who... Like I said, there's times when I hold how I feel back, because I think it's important. But for the most part, I try to be as upfront and have as blunt of conversations as possible. Yeah, I agree. Because I just don't understand people who don't... If I've processed it first. If I haven't processed it yet, it's not going to be a cute and well-thought-out situation. It's going to be me being like, you're a fucking idiot. Get away from me. Yes. Exactly. And then, I mean, maybe later I'm like, oh, shit, you're not a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. But I was all heated. It was all heated up. And you poked the bear too soon, so... Yeah. No, I agree. It's frustrating. Hashtag fireside. Lesson from this entire part of the conversation is just be upfront and don't be fucking shady. Well, that and, like, let people process shit first. You know, like, if, I don't know, like, if I'm like, hey, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. And I know you're not okay. I'm going to be like, are you sure? And you're going to be like, yep, I'm fine. And then I'm going to be like, okay, if you want to talk about it later, let me know. I'm not going to be like, talk to me right now. Yeah. Because I hate that shit. Like, no, I'm not ready, and if I talk to you right now, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Well, not only that, but it's like, I don't have the headspace for it. Yeah. None of what I'm going to say is going to make sense. Mm-hmm. It's going to be complete gibberish. You're going to think I'm fucking crazy, and you're going to take me to the ER because you think I have a fucking issue well, with my brain right now. Well, that and I'm going to say mean things, and, like, I don't want to say mean things, you know? 
Like, I don't, I don't know. That's just me, though. I don't know if I'd say mean things. I'd probably just be like, Ugh. I say mean Ugh. things like, you've never respected me from the day you met me, <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> it's not true in this scenario that I'm thinking of. That was not true. But I said that because I was pissed. And yeah. You know, that person was like, that's not true. I've respected you since I've met you. And I'm like, no, you haven't. Give me five examples. Yeah. And then he gives you like 10 and you're like, well, those don't count. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Because I'm mad. Because I was just upset. So so maybe talk through how you, because I know I'm still struggling with it and mm-hmm. I made a stupid post about it on my diary today about how you draw that line for respect. Because me, it's so hard because I I care for people, and so I stick around longer than I should because I want to help, Mm -hmm. and then I end up getting disrespected. It's my own fault because I put myself in that situation. So how do you kind of draw that line for yourself, or how did you learn to draw that line? Mm -hmm. Because we both struggle with Mm -hmm. it, where it's like, I need to put myself first Mm -hmm. and not this person that I care about because they're not reciprocating the same way. So there's three things that come to mind. Um, A, would I let you go down this path again? I try to think about it, like, in the third person. Like, would I let any of my girlfriends go down this path again? No. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right? So why am I going to do it? B, I, um, I give people a certain amount of chances to, like, prove it. Um, so, and that's just based off past experience. Like I said, you know, somebody saying something and acting a different way. Mm -hmm. So I give people a certain amount of chances to prove something like this person I was like seeing long distance kind of, right? Like he kind of bumped his way back into my life a couple times and I was like, okay, like, let's see what happens, you know, and kind of put myself out there. And then, you know, it ended up not working out or whatever, which is fine. No big deal. No animosity. I have no issue. (coughs) But, um... It was just one of those things where it was like, you know, two, three times you acted the same way. See ya. Like, you know, unfortunately, that's just how it has to be. Uh, The last thing is I have a very busy life. um, So it's really hard for me to make time for myself and give love to myself. Um, I've always been the type of person that gives love to other people Mm -hmm. over and over and over again, forever and ever. And then I just like totally forget to like give it to me. So I try to pull that into the forefront sometimes too. Like if I feel like I'm just pouring into this person's cup and pouring, 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 and I'm not getting my cup refilled, what is that person doing for me? Like I'm in this person's life to help them A, B, C, D. Why are they in my life? Like what are they doing for me? Are they doing anything for me? And that sounds like selfish and I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to say like the only reason you should do something for someone is to get something in return. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you continue to give, 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 and you don't take, what's the purpose of that relationship? Well, and I think we talked about this in a past one where it's like there's certain times that people have to be in a place of giving or taking and then giving. Yeah, Yeah, that was going to be my next point. Like everybody goes through seasons of needing to take more than they give. Like a thousand percent, yes. Like when I moved in here, I needed to take more than I could give. A hundred percent. But that's something that you should be able to kind of see timeline-wise where that's going to start to fizzle out and level back out a little bit. And if you can't see that fizzling out and leveling back out, 
then that relationship is probably some form of toxic and you need to cut it because like you're not going to get the fulfillment you need from that person yeah and i feel like it's something important for because i don't usually think about that until after i'm like Mm -hmm. so caught up in giving that i have to pause like after things kind of hit the fan and i'm like oh now i see that i was getting nothing out of it right i feel like it's so important. it is really hard to see it while you're in it 100 percent. yeah because um yeah i mean and you know, you can give in so many different ways, like, and take in so many different ways. Like, I'm not saying it needs to be financial every single time, or it needs to be, you know, uh, words of affirmation every single time, or it needs to be whatever. Like, it, there's so many different ways to do it, but you do need to be receiving something from a relationship. That goes for friendships, too. Like, any type of relationship. There needs to be give and take. Otherwise, it's toxic at, in some level. Because you can't pour from an empty cup. Like, you're just going to be fucked, and you're going to be exhausted and drained, and you don't get it. And then you resent that person, you know? So. Yeah, and it sends you down a whole thing of, like, why am I not, like, do I not deserve respect? Do I not deserve this? And it, like, forces it back on you. Mm -hmm. When in no way, shape, or form is a reflection of you most of the time. I mean, everyone has their flaws, and and we can talk more about, like, what we've noticed about ourselves in relationships. Because I know I've noticed a lot that I need to work on. But... It'll send all of it back on you. At least that's how it feels for me, where mm-hmm. I'm like, I must be the problem, even though, like, there is definitely issue with the other person. Yeah. And I feel like it's just, uh, it's on me, but it's not. It's a reflection of their issues that they need to deal with. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of both. Yeah. Like, if you look back, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and if you look back on the past relationships that you've had, you should be able to kind of pinpoint what you also did wrong versus what they did wrong oh like, absolutely it's almost always going to be both of you like yeah, it's to different degrees ever. but yeah yeah but it's hardly ever 100 percent one person that fucked that up like hardly ever that's hardly ever the case so you need to be able to kind of differentiate between that and that's definitely something that i've learned to do is v- like try to visualize the timeline of somebody needing to take from me because like if i can look at it and be like okay so when this person gets more stable like if I get this person a job and I give this person a place to stay, by that time, you know, they're going to feel a lot more leveled out and things are going to chill and we'll be able to kind of do this thing together. Like right now they need to take, but it's only going to be until, you know, ABC happens and then we'll be cool. If you can't see that though, that's an issue. Well, and then that leads into the second issue where it's like, it doesn't matter how much effort and like love you give to somebody they're only gonna grow and change when they want to yeah absolutely. so like it doesn't matter how much you help somebody out if they are set on like not growing not evolving not changing it's literally wasted energy mm-hmm. and that's harder to spot out because you have to wait for them to not act on it but after like one or two bouts of you doing something kind or you lending a hand or lending some advice and they just choose not to take it that should be a red flag but they're just not at the point where they want to grow and evolve and you have to decide okay well have i leveled up and am i am i continuing to grow without them because if I'm growing up and they're not growing at all then you're just that's not gonna go anywhere. yeah and it's definitely something that you start to like be able to spot out because like with the person that I was like seeing and I use that term super loosely long distance like like I said he kind of bumped his way back in a couple times and every single time I was like oh you're still complacent like you still don't want to get help for your mental health you still don't want to try and figure out how we're going to do this as a unit because we live, you know, six hours away from each other. Like there was still no compromise there. Like I had to, I was working a shitload. This person was working from home. I was at work and there was no compromise. Like he was like, I want you to take time off work and come see me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, 
like, great, I get that. Like, he lives alone. I live with roommates. Totally understand. But at the same time, you're working from home. So, like, I would even meet, like, I'll buy a fucking hotel room for us. Like, come here so that I can still go to work. Yeah. I don't have to take the time off. You can work from the hotel or from our house, like, whatever. Literally. And we would be able to do it that way, but there was no compromise there. And then, you know, the biggest thing was the mental health situation. Like, he knew he had issues that he needed to sort out with, you know, a doctor or a psychiatrist or a therapist and knew it, which is good. It's a good step, but didn't act on it for a long time. Like, there were multiple conversations where I was like, you have to go. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to make an appointment. And then never did. Yeah. So it's stuff like that that you start to kind of spot out and you're like, oh, this person is complacent. And, like, maybe in the near future, if, you know, this person starts to kind of understand what's going on and starts to try to take steps in the right direction, maybe we'll find each other again. Because I think he's a great person. Like, I don't have anything bad to say about him. It's just I'm in a state of growing right now, and he's in a state of complacency. So, like, you can't vibe with somebody like that because you're going to get fucking exhausted trying to pull them up to your level, and they're going to sit and try and pull you down. Yep. So, yep, and I feel like uh, hopefully, not hopefully, I think most people probably can relate to that situation. Um, and some people it takes longer to learn. Like, I mean, my situation was similar to yours in some aspects, mm-hmm. and it took me about six months ish of back and forth ghosting and just feeling like shit, and then giving them another ch- chance and them saying just enough to like make me feel like they were acting on it and convincing me that they were taking action, but their actual, you know personality actions the way they treated me changed zero so Mm -hmm. I think all of it was bullshit um and I've now learned you know hopefully from that experience not to go down that path again it doesn't matter what reasons people have you all you can do is love them from afar give them all the support you can from afar but if you continue to surround yourself with that situation like you said you get pulled down and then it takes your mental health all the way downhill Mm -hmm. and it's like they feed off of it like they feed off of, like, wiggling their way back into your life to just be, like, prove to themselves, like, I still have a pull on them. Yeah. And then they do nothing once they have you right. again. When it, it does get exhausting because, like you said, it starts to take a really big toll on your mental health because now that's all you're thinking about and talking about. And, you know, you have all these, like, wants and needs that aren't being fulfilled. And then it's just, like, completely taking over. Like, I spiraled pretty hard that last time, I think, just because... I did, t- like, I did take the time off work. I did create a plan to go see him, you know. I was ready to go, and I thought he was ready for me to come. And then, you know, last minute, there were some plans that I didn't know about that came out of nowhere. And he chose to, instead of being like, hey, I have this going on, why don't you come with me? Or, hey, I have this going on, like, you can hang out at the house, and I'm going to go do this quick. Instead of that, it was like, don't come. Yeah. And now I'm fucked because it was the day I was supposed to go down there. So I took work off for no reason. Um, granted, I used that time, the silver lining, so I used that time to catch up on some schoolwork. But it's kind of frustrating. And then, you know, I haven't heard from him since. So it's very draining when stuff like that continues to happen because you keep giving this person a shot to, like, prove themselves and they don't. But that's also part of learning. Like, like I said, you get about two or three times with me and if you keep continuing to show the same trends then it's you gotta go yeah for now I mean if you grow and like I said and we come back to each other later great but yeah for and now that's the important go. thing is, is that's why those two or three times is important because I think the last one I was whatever with was three three times 
um, but the damage was too far done. Yeah. So there's no growth that he can meet at this point that is going to make me forgive anything that's happened in the past. Yeah. And I think our last interaction proved that yeah. completely. Yeah. Um, and that's the sad part is I really wish him nothing but the best and I hope he gets help and grows because I care for him deeply and always will. But their damage was too far done. Yeah. And there's just a certain point you reach with somebody where you will never forget how they made you feel on certain times, events, whatever mm-hmm. the situation is. Um, and you just want to avoid getting to a place like that. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, that happens sometimes. And that, again, is a learning experience. Like, Oh, I my said, God, yeah. I, I learned somebody... more from that than I've learned from any other yeah, relationship absolutely. Ever. I have somebody in my life like that, too. Like, I don't want to ever... I don't want to be friends. I don't want to know what's going on in your life like it sounds really harsh but like I don't you know no, I'm so I s- happy the person that I'm whatever with is on private because I can't yes. even, I've clicked a couple times when I've been feeling so down yeah. and it's private and I'm so thankful for that because mm-hmm. I don't want to see shit yeah no and it's like mm-hmm. I do really I really do hope that you're doing okay I really do hope that you're having a good life like I do but I don't want to see it or talk about it I don't want to know you I don't want to talk to you you know unfortunately sometimes it gets to that point but you don't have to be bitter about it necessarily it just has to kind of be something that was and now it is no longer and well, yeah. that's okay like you don't have to be fucking pissed off or like hate that person or like have all this animosity but that's how you know that you've healed from it right if you are still seeing somebody and getting pissed off and like yeah or uncomfortable yeah i mean i feel like i'm mostly healed but i see him at the gym every once in a while and i get in a really bad mood and that's to me proof that like okay i've I've done a lot of healing because normally i would literally lose my shit but i'm not quite but i'm not quite done healing um i agree i get that for sure yeah um uh, we can talk a little bit more that we because we mentioned about how relationships should kind of call to the forefront your flaws Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it shouldn't do it if you're in a healthy relationship it shouldn't do it in a negative way yeah um if you're in a good relationship you should notice what your flaws are but it should be like okay well i want to work on these and be the best person i can for somebody one of my biggest pet peeves and this happens so much and it's just fucking laziness is when people, you know, notice their flaws or think that they don't compare to the person where they're with because the person they're with maybe is growing a little bit quicker, evolving a little bit faster, maybe started off a little bit ahead, um, is, well, you're too good for me. Um, I have these issues that I need to work through. It's like, okay, if you think that, like, if I think that and I'm with somebody, I am doing all I can to grow to be the best person I can be for that person. Yeah. My, my instinct reaction yeah. isn't to be like, well, you, they're too good for me, so I'm just going to let them go. Well, and that was something that, like, is was very frustrating for me is you know when somebody is like I'm really going through it right now okay so you should be confiding in me and I should be the one that's helping you through this like don't sit here and use that as a crutch to not do this with me like if anything I should be the person that you're trusting out of everybody to help you Mm -hmm. and like I get it like sometimes you do need a little bit of space trust me I understand that 100% but don't dip out of this whole thing because you have stuff to work on. Like, we all have stuff to work on. I have stuff to work on 100%. And, like, ultimately, like we were just talking about, a relationship should bring your flaws to the forefront so that you can learn. Like, that's the purpose. You're going through life with somebody by your side to learn, like, and grow and, like, create a life. The concept, and I've seen this a couple times in the past, it, it makes no sense to me. Is like, I do think that the universe puts people in your life so you can grow. I 100% believe that. I think there are people who are put in your life to learn a lesson, and that's that. But the idea that, like, 
they're all so that you're perfect when you meet the person no. that you're supposed to be with. That's so fucking false. No. Like, it's you bullshit. will never be perfect. You're going to meet the person who fills in your gaps perfectly to bring them up, but it's not that you're going to be perfect. No. Together, you work together great. Mm-hmm. But don't have this idea in your head, because I used to, that I'll know when it's the person because I'm going to have all my shit together and they're going to have all their shit together. Yeah, no, that is not, not how it works. Mm-hmm. You need to find somebody that fills your voids. Like, yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> oh, you're pretty little. <laughs> but, like, this is such a bullshit example because me and this person are not, like, romantic by any means. But um, the person I run the gym with, he and I fill each other's voids. Yeah. Like, where I am strong, he is weak, and vice versa. Like, where he is strong, I am weak. And it works so well, and we run a business together flawlessly, and it's amazing. But that's the type of shit you need to look for in, like, a romantic relationship. Like, where you are lacking, they should be bringing to the table. Yes. And vice versa. So, no, you're never going to be perfect and then meet somebody who's perfect and then you're yes. perfect. You're going to be perfect together. Exactly. Because you're filling each other's gaps. Like, that's the purpose of yeah. going into and life with grow. another person. It's yes. like to grow together. Um, the other, you know, issue you run into is when you have two complacent people. Like, if you're in a, in a state of complacency, like, that's one thing. But if you meet somebody else who's also in a state of yeah. complacency, you're just going to feed off that energy. And you're mm-hmm. both going to be complacent together. And th- I, that's not a future that I want to see with somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to meet somebody if I'm in a state of complacency. Because everybody hits one every once in a while. Um, that inspires me to grow more. Yes, like, 100%. You should, it, friendships too. Like, if I'm in a state, I mean, I kind of, you guys, you know, coming into my life, I truly believe the batch pad was brought into my life because my state of complacency at that time was with enjoying life i yeah. just wasn't enjoying life and i was fine with it yeah then i met you guys and i had a and lot girls of got wild <laughs> and i needed that though and like yeah. now i'm back in a state where i don't need any of that and i'm fine with it like but i think that that's why you, the friendship came about yeah. and it's the same way with relationships like you should meet somebody who inspires you to grow and to be your best. And if you see a flaw, it shouldn't freak you out. You should just be like, I'm going to conquer this because I want to be the best version of myself for this person. But that should go both ways too. Like if you yes. see somebody else's flaw, the person you're with, that should be something that you're like, I see this in you. Let's work on this. Like you don't necessarily need to be like, hey, <laughs> you suck at this. No, exactly. <laughs> Let's conquer it. But like that's something that you can kind of. And the red flag is when the yeah. person says, I haven't, I'm not different, I haven't changed, I'm not, I, there's nothing wrong with me, like, okay, right. no, that's not the situation, if you feel offended by what I've said, explain that, or if you think mm-hmm. that it's not an issue, explain that to me, because maybe I'm viewing it in a different way, Yeah. but, or, like, something that you were feeling, you didn't convey correctly, Yeah. like, I said something to you today, and you were like, well, what the fuck, like, if you would have told me that, I totally would have understood <laughs> yeah. where you're coming from, why didn't you just say that, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's all about, but it's, like I said, that communication piece is key and making sure that you understand the other person and you don't just take a statement and look at them like, what the fuck? I'm so offended. And then hold that inside. Mm-hmm. Like, no, address it in the moment. Like if somebody comes at you, your boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, whatever. And it's like, I really don't like the way that you respond when this happens. Instead of being like, well, fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to do what I want because I don't give a Even shit. Even though we just said that at the beginning. Really? <laughs> whoopsies um no be like okay well can you explain that more like i don't think i have an issue with it and then maybe if they explain it or expand upon it you can be like oh maybe the issue doesn't lie with like the actual way i respond maybe it's just with this part of it and i agree i didn't even notice i was doing that Mm -hmm. um but communication i don't understand why so many people are afraid to just like 
word vomit. Like, just word vomit. Mm-hmm. Like That's what we do on this through. podcast every day. Every day. And that's what we do to each other every day. Yeah. Word vomit, and then we clean it up together, and we, like, sort <laughs> through it. That sounds really weird. And <laughs> it's true, though. And we learn a lot. Yeah. We did it today. I went to go see Louisa at work, and... Thank God. <laughs> so bored. And literally was just, like, word vomiting to her about a conversation I had with somebody else previous in the day, and she was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I didn't say that before, but you're right. It does make a lot of sense. And it explained a lot, and now my head understands the situation better. Right. And how to handle the situation better. Um, But yeah, I I just think that's one of the things that people are, like, so afraid to do. And I think it stems from, like, being afraid of opening up and putting yourself out there to get shot down. Yeah. Because it's really frustrating when you, like, express something to somebody and they tell you, like, to fuck off. And you're like... Oh, okay. And then you don't share anything with them ever again. And then that's like red flag number five. Or if anybody has ever told you that you're being dramatic, that fucks you in the head. Tell me to just chill one more time. (laughs) I'm fucking chill. But now that ruins you for your future relationships because now you correlate anytime you bring up a situation with being dramatic. So now you don't and you stifle it and now people don't understand why you're doing things and you don't want to talk about it because then they're going to deem you as dramatic or that's what you think in your head, you know? Yeah. So, like, that really fucks you up, too. So you need to, like... That's why when you go to therapy, they typically start with your childhood. Yep. Because if yep. you were four years old and you stubbed your toe and it fucking hurt because you broke it, but your mom calls you dramatic, now that fucked your head up. Because now when you're 15 and you break your fucking femur... You're not going to tell anybody because you don't want to be dramatic. You know, that's a bad ex- example, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. something small scale happens, but it's still a big deal. You're dramatic. So now something large scale happens, so you don't tell anybody because you don't want to be deemed dramatic. Exactly. So, Or you're told that you, like, are overreacting. Yes. Like, no, I'm not. I'm reacting exactly how I'm supposed to be reacting, and if you think that it's out of hand, then please explain to me why it wasn't a big situation. Well, and here's my thing, too. Like... How you react and how somebody else reacts is going to always be different. There's yes. no normal. No. Okay? So. Unless it's like, I get your order wrong at Subway and you decide to break all the glass. That's probably an overreaction. I mean, that's not normal. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Um, but the thing is, like, how your feelings are always valid. Your actions are not. So, if you're fucking pissed off at your boyfriend, your feelings of being pissed off are valid. Punching him in the face is not valid. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that's something to always consider too. Like, even though you're feeling a certain way and maybe somebody else doesn't understand it, that's not your problem necessarily unless they choose to dive into that with you and kind of, you know, lay that all out. Your feelings are always going to be valid no matter what. Even if somebody's like, that's an overreaction, you can be like, I don't think it is. Like, in my headspace, it's not. But, but then explain to me why it's not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, take the time, if you think that I am upset about something I shouldn't be upset about, to explain to me why you don't think I should be upset, and it'll lead to a great conversation, as long as you can, you know, you're in the headspace where you can actually state what you think, where maybe you get to the root of an even bigger problem that's, because maybe that one little feeling of over overreacting, whatever, I'm putting it in quotes, um, about him staying out too late with the guys, which I would, I hate that, like, that's not a something I would overreact about. But maybe it stems from something because maybe like three weeks ago, your best friend sent you a screenshot of you on Tinder with, you know what I mean? Like there could be a deeper issue. Well, you and I did that. You Mm -hmm. and I did, and I'm going to talk about it if you're okay with it. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. The party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The party and you were upset with me. Yeah, yeah. So Louise and I literally did this like a few weeks ago. We had a party here and I left early to go stay at a friend's house. 
and she was very upset and I was like okay this is kind of weird that she's really upset about this but we're, we're gonna talk about it it's gonna be fine so we start talking about it and then it comes out and she's like you never tell me anything anymore <laughs> and I was like oh that's why you're upset yes. okay let's go into that now like that was the root issue like we both were like I feel so distanced from you. Like, somebody, another person in the house told me that this about you, and I was like, she didn't tell me that about me. It was so, like, dramatic. But honestly, yeah. like, that was the issue, because I was like, that's so weird that she's mad that I left the house. And then it, the root issue is that we both were just distanced from each other, and we didn't say anything about it, and then something dumb happened, and we're like, I'm mad. Yeah, because then once, once again, it's like today, when like you explained it to me, yeah. I was like, that makes sense in my head, but I got no explanation, so that's why I was exactly. upset, because I didn't know what it was coming from. Yeah. So yeah, then that's a perfect example, because yeah, that overreaction to, which yeah. typically would be, was stemming from a deeper issue exactly. that we were able to do when we communicated. Yeah. Also, Casey and I are very atypical in the sense that we can have very tough, hard conversations, and then, like, five minutes later, we're like, that was so much fun, and then we high-five and walk away, but it's like... It's so I've weird. I've never had a friendship or a relationship where it's like, let's, ha- let's hash it out and, like, call each other out for our bullshit, and then, like, we're both like, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right, because we can literally look internal and acknowledge flaws that we have in ourselves... And that's fine because, like, we're not going to get defensive about it. Everybody has flaws. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people just go on the defense when somebody calls them out for something. But Mm -hmm. it's like, take a second, pause, reflect. Yeah, half the time, they're probably calling you out for something that you do that Mm -hmm. you just don't want to acknowledge. Yeah. Or you didn't even, like, notice it was that you were doing it. Yes. Like, that's another big thing. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's pretty weird. Our relationship is pretty weird. I don't really get it. But I'm here for it. But more people should be like that. Yeah, I agree. That's how I want... Like, this is so stupid. This type of relationship is what I look for in a boyfriend. Literally! Like, I want to be able to sit down with my boyfriend and be like, you did this and it pissed me off. And he's like, why did it piss not, you off? Not to and say like, anything, this. but Casey and I are going on a little retreat next weekend. So, like, are we dating? Yes. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. We're actually married. <laughs> Surprise, bitches. Surprise. Now I can wear my ring in public. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we're probably on time. Let's look. You guys get to carry typey type type <laughs> every time. Oh, yeah, we are. What is it? 3740. Oof, we went a little over. Sorry, guys. Um, Yeah, so that was our TED Talk for today. Moral of the story. Communicate! Communicate. Flaws are not an issue, so stop getting butt hurt when someone calls you out on one. (laughs) Actually take a moment to assess it and see if maybe it is true. If it's not true, they're probably projecting on you. So that then, you know, visit that topic. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. Relationships around this area are just really fun and so cool. And we're not damaged at all. And my butthole's on Instagram. Check it out. (laughs) Yeah, check out her butthole on Instagram. Tell your friends. Tell your friends.